Welcome to Holy Smoke, the Spectator's Religion podcast. I'm Damien Thompson. Is Her Majesty the Queen Britain's only truly inspiring Christian leader? I asked this question on social media the other day, and I was amazed at the number of people who said yes, including many Catholics who don't accept that she's the supreme governor of the true English church. The Queen, 65 years on the throne this month, seems to speak with real spiritual authority. Admittedly, it's only once a year when she uncompromisingly affirms the divinity of Jesus in her Christmas message. She strikes a chord at a time when the Church of England is tying itself into painful knots over something or other, at the moment, gay marriage. But the same can't be said of her eldest son. On the contrary, the Prince of Wales represents, at best, Anglican wooliness, at worst, a sort of conceited English Shinto in which his own musings have quasi-divine authority. That's my take on it, anyway, but I'm not an Anglican. My guest, Harry Mount, the new editor of The Oldie, is, albeit of the civilised agnostic variety. Harry, do you think the Queen conveys a sort of firm but understated English Christian belief, one that people can relate to more easily than the agonising of successive Archbishops of Canterbury? Yes, because she's a very, very odd combination of somebody who is clearly a devout Christian but doesn't want to wear it on her sleeve, as it were, and she happens to be born in a position where she's the head of a church or a religion. And on the whole, and you'll know better about this than I will, Damien, but other religions or faiths, in order to become the top dog, you will have to do some politicking and be ambitious and often be a bit of a show-off. And so that strange combination of being a natural Christian and not having to become the head of the firm, as it were, makes her a, a fantastic religious leader because she's not showing off. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with, with other religious leaders. You get a mixture of slightly self-conscious holiness and, as you say, politicking, and it's not a very attractive mixture. The Queen, on the other hand, doesn't have to be self-consciously holy, and in fact, of course, the English upper classes, of whom she really is, is a representative, yeah. don't like self-conscious piety. On the other hand, as you say, she didn't have to do anything to get there except be born, whereas I think the current Pope is a tremendous show-off, uh, yeah. but there's no shortage in the Church of England either. Not necessarily the Archbishop of Canterbury, but the thankfully departing Bishop of London, Richard Charters, I always thought was a formidable show-off and, of course, a major influence on the Prince of Wales. Yes, and I think most of our listeners will be able to see that division immediately between a natural show-off and someone who is modest. And Richard Charters is a show-off, actually, in a way, makes for a good showman. You've got to be a certain showman as a bishop or an archbishop, but you can see when someone is innately modest. He isn't. Uh, I don't think the current Pope is innately modest. No, he's, nor do I. He's a bit of a show-off. I actually don't really like the expression virtue signalling, but there's no good alternative. He has it. I'm afraid Desmond Tutu was clearly a bit of a show-off and a virtue signaller. I don't think the current Archbishop of Canterbury is a show-off, but at the same time I don't think he's a particularly intellectual. The great thing about the Queen is she is not keen to show that she's an intellectual, or even keen to show her faith. She happens to be the leader of faith, who takes it very, very seriously. And we Anglicans, and as you say, I'm agnostic, 
but actually admire her having this faith without showing off about it. I suppose a lot of it comes down to the fact that she's supreme governor of the Church of England, not technically head of it, which right. is something that Henry VIII claimed to be, but it means that she doesn't actually have to lead the church and she doesn't have to confront these very, very difficult questions such as gay marriage, which if you don't have a teaching set in stone, which the Catholic Church does, yeah. are very, very difficult to negotiate. And Archbishop Welby, who I, who I think is clever, self-effacing and holy, um, is having a tremendously difficult time steering a path between extremes and easily offended sensibilities. Well, that's an extremely good point, and I, and I imagine there will, at some stage, could be next 10 years, next 20 years, there will be a split between this accidental combination of, if you want to put it in terms of sort of hard right feelings about things like homosexuality in Africa and the woolly thinking of the Church of England here in England there can only be a division because they happen to belong to the same faith but have extremely different views about something like that. So there will be a split at some stage and you can see very difficult for the Archbishop of Canterbury to sort of negotiate that and you're right about the Queen being able to stand at one remove. But still, the point still stands, she plays a blinder. Well, indeed she does. But by that stage, alas, she, you know, she may be no longer with us and the Supreme Governor will be Prince Charles, who isn't naturally inclined to stand at one removed. I mean, he's already, I think, threatens our constitutional settlement in, in, in the most obvious sort of political way by promising to advise ministers on any subject that takes his fancy. He already does it, but he'll carry on doing it when he's king. As Supreme Governor of the Church... I have a horrible feeling that he'll try and exercise some sort of spiritual guidance over the Church of England. And since I've never been able to discern a coherent spiritual message other than the slightly, as I say, the slightly English Shinto thing of aren't I bloody marvellous, that would make me very worried if I were an Anglican, which I'm not. No, actually, the, the most famous thing he said about this is that I don't want to be a defender of the faith, I want to be defender of faiths. Or actually, faith. I'm not quite sure which it is. I think oh, I've heard both, both versions. Oh, I'm sorry, well, you know it's what... It's possible he said both. Right. Either way, actually, that is a classic form of virtue signaling and the pride that apes humility that actually he is in theory in line to defend a single faith it's not for him to go yes. beyond that and you can imagine bishop charters who um doesn't even bother to ape humility yeah. saying oh absolutely marvelous sir exactly what's needed sir yes by the way i should explain one reason i can't stand go this, on. this man charters is mm. that he doesn't like Catholics and um, he said that, so it? oh, he's intimated it many many times and so we're not very fond of him but right anyway right, let, sure. let that pass well I think the whole thing with Prince Charles taking over is an extension of his desire to be the centre of attention and there's a famous story I'll, for, I'll repeat it Sir Peregrine Worsthorn still with us thank Great you man. age 93 former editor of the Sunday Telegraph once took place in a sort of round table discussion about what Prince Charles should do when he comes to the throne and various softer figures said, you must speak out, Your Royal Highness, on X, Y, and Z. And Perry said, say absolutely nothing. Open a few churches and a few fates. Never pronounce on anything. And Prince Charles buried his head in his hands and said, Oh, my God, it means I'm just going to be a, a mere cipher. And Perry said, but that's exactly what you should be. And Perry's entirely right. He is an incredible position of power, Prince Charles, as indeed the Queen is, 
purely by virtue of his position. Well, by being a cipher, I think the prince meant I'm not going to get to hear the sweetest music of all, which is the sound of my own voice. Well, he might have meant exactly that, but the queen is fantastic like that. She realised that all she is is her position, and any personal statement, either on politics or religion, will go down very, very badly. And as long as Prince Charles realises that... He will be a great king, but I fear he will talk the whole time. And I admire him for certain things. I think his views on architecture are right. He's done an awful lot of stuff for charity. But he is no great intellectual, and we don't need to hear from him about politics or religion. And particularly, once he becomes king, stay quiet. Harry, I couldn't agree more. Do you remember there was a French lady who lived to the age of 120? Yeah. I pray... Every night that Her Majesty the Queen will exceed that biblical total. Harry Mount, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And don't forget, Holy Smoke is The Spectator's new religion podcast. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you go to get your podcast, but don't miss it. <laughs>